So what if you are struggling with how they treated you during the breakup? So what Claire and I are doing is differentiating between the relationship and how things went down during the breakup. Breakups can get super ugly. <laughs> I know this from experience. Mm -hmm. Even when the relationship didn't give any indication that the breakup would get so nasty. And I'm trying to think if I had a bad breakup and not a bad relationship. Um, blah, 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 possibly. I don't want to think about it too much, but. <laughs> Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The X-Files. We're so excited to join you again for another episode. Hi, everyone. Hello, Janice. How are you this morning? Good. <laughs> and a big shout out to Claire, our um, technical wizard. <laughs> yeah. We've been working the past little bit figuring out a new system, and she's always so patient and diligent and um, kind does of the patient. things that I would not want to do. So I think you deserve public recognition. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, sometimes a little frustrating getting my mic and Janice's to both cooperate mm -hmm. at the same time. So, you know. Well, this but... is what indie podcasting is. I don't think some people realize, yeah. you know, we do all this on our own. Not all podcasters do. Yes. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, please consider joining our Patreon program. Please. <laughs> yes. Because it'll help us bring high audio quality to you. And yes. Help me not lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing really well, but... actually. A lot of people would have been way more upset than that. So, oh, thank Props. you. <laughs> right. But speaking of being upset about things, this mm. episode is, I think, maybe one of the most common things that we hear. Mm -hmm. It's less of like a question and more of like a statement. And that is, I can't get over how they treated me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's a big one. Like we get plenty of DMs and questions about this feeling of being unable to move on because you just can't accept that what happened happened and it feels like you have to like explain to your ex like what they did wrong and you're like they have to understand and admit that what they did was wrong. Um, and there's just like the disbelief, the anger, the confusion, and it's linked to, um, this feeling of not being able to find closure. Yeah. But the good news is you're the only one with the power to give yourself closure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let that be yeah. the good news for you. Yeah. I think also it has a lot to do with just having a broken heart and uh, it can be, I think, really, really hard to get past. And I think it's what keeps a lot of people stuck in their healing, too. Um, Yeah, bro the feeling of being brokenhearted, I think, is sometimes linked to how the person treated you. Um, but definitely know you're not alone. Um, I mean, at least the X-Files gals are there for you. Uh, this is something <laughs> that many people have struggled with. Um, and it is difficult. Claire and I are going to tell some uh, pretty painful stories <laughs> yeah. of us being in this very position. Uh, but we overcame it. We've seen other people overcome it and you can overcome it too. Um, I 
you know, I think, well, I know that this can be especially prevalent, this feeling, if the relationship was abusive, if the breakup was abusive, which, you know, can happen. And we also want to say that abuse is not required for you to feel like your ex treated you poorly. Yes, that is really important. Um, You know, abuse does take place, but you don't necessarily have to feel that you need to put that label on it for you to feel justified in how someone mistreated you. And we're going to talk about bad breakups and how (laughs) things can go south really quickly (laughs) when two people are separating from each other. Um, But we did want to point out two episodes that we did last October. Episode 66, am I in an abusive relationship? Episode 67, am I in a healthy relationship? If you'd like more resources on, you know, exploring your current Mm -hmm. relationship or future relationships. Yeah, yeah, it's really good information. I'm always like torn between being happy and sad that those are a couple of our most popular episodes. Yes, Um, I think. And one thing I was going to mention during this episode is just so many people out there today don't have the tools and the ability and the experience to be in healthy relationships for whatever reason. Maybe it's how we're raised. Maybe it's we're not teaching kids about this growing up. But it it also makes me sad. And I just think people, I think it's almost the exception to the rule when someone is, you know, able to securely show up for someone they love, sadly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. I mean, we certainly do hear a lot about that not being the case a lot Mm. of the time. So, Psych Central shares some common experiences while recovering from an abusive relationship. There are many types of abuse in abusive situations and abusive relationships that can be emotional, physical, verbal, sexual, spiritual, can be financial, like limiting access to funds or controlling shared finances. It can be reproductive coercion, so like breaking condoms, interfering with birth control access, and digital abuse, so stalking, demanding passwords or access to your phone, hacking into your Facebook. (laughs) Um, Yeah, back when we used Facebook. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, and I just want everyone to know, I think that that has become really common for people to like read their partner's messages and that is not okay. I want to go on the record letting everyone know. I have personally never done that, but I have spoken with so many, like even friends who have been like, oh yeah, I have. And I've had it happen to me multiple times and it just blows my mind. Okay. Everyone don't do it. And if someone does it to you, walk away. (laughs) And if you feel the urge to do it, chances are you probably should just leave the relationship because you already know, you know, something is wrong. If well, you're, also, you're not yeah. really, yeah, it's a bad sign on both on both sides. You know, they might yeah. be doing something that's, you know, causing you to decide not to trust them. And you know what? You, you know, maybe aren't <laughs> ready for it either if this is what you're struggling with. So walking away or leaving or recovering from an abusive situation might lead you to experience some of the following thoughts or feelings. And that's even if it was abusive or unhappy. You may miss your ex. You may feel lonely or isolated. You may debate going back to the relationship. You may feel uncertain or unable to make decisions by yourself. 
You may experience feelings of anxiety or depression. You may find it difficult to be independent. And you might have a lingering fear or sense of being in danger. Um, mm-hmm. You might, could also experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. I can relate to yeah. that a lot. Yes. Like, so So for this this question, this issue of feeling like what they did was so bad that you can't get past it, you can't mm-hmm. move on, you can't get over it because it was so bad, that is something I can kind of relate to. When I left my toxic ex, there were plenty of things that I had come to realize and was about to come to realize that he had done that were just not acceptable. Yeah. And, you know, this was compounded by the fact that I had become isolated from my friends and some of my only friends were also his, which meant that when he spread the lie that I had been cheating on him, I lost a lot of people. And I also faced people's anger for towards me for like, quote, betraying him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is while he's harassing me. He's harassing my parents. He's interrupting my classes at school. He's claiming to be suicidal while also mm-hmm. like verbally, you know, abusing me and just kind of vacillating back and forth. And then I'm getting like all these messages from friends, like, how dare you? Oh um, <laughs> that's also, I mean, that's gaslighting yeah. too, to bring oh, exactly. other people into it. Oh, it sounds yeah. horrible. Exactly. You know, and he didn't tell some of our less close friends that we had actually broken up. And so when I started dating someone new and posting pictures on social media, they were like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> wow. And, you what know, a nightmare. Was, yeah, it was just it was. And you it lived was with him, right? Awful. I had lived with him. Yeah. And so, you know. I I was lucky enough that I was able to just leave for school one day and not come back. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah, super cool move of me. Mm. Um, highly recommend if you can swing it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I had some lovely people who believed me, but I felt very alone, very misunderstood, falsely accused of a crime I didn't commit by someone that I should feel validated and hating. And instead, like everyone was getting turned against me um, and like treating me like I was the bad guy. So the entire thing just fucked with my perception of reality and made Mm -hmm. me doubt my experience way more than once. And I was pretty miserable. And with what I know now about relationship dynamics in psychology, the treatment that I accepted from him was legitimately emotional abuse, like twisted, fucked up shit that I, I'm not going to go into some of the things on here because, you know, I've only told like one or two people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the type of stuff that's hard to explain to an outsider, why it's yes, abuse. I totally know what you mean. There's been times that I was going to tell stories and then I was like, no one else is going to grasp this or it's yeah. going to just be way too upsetting. Yeah. It's really tricky yeah. to know what to share exactly. publicly. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, wait, but like, I don't get it. Like, why is that abusive? Like mm-hmm. this next example you know, this is something I feel comfortable sharing here because it it's not quite so, like, you know, private to me. Um, but um, 
it was my first time moving out of my parents' house when I moved oh, to a new God. city with him. And so he made a big deal about how I had to help him in like late nights, early mornings, driving like hours each way, like multiple trips while doing school full time. So it was like a big deal getting there. Yeah. (laughs) And then we were finally going to have our first night in the new place together. And like 8 p.m., no notice, he decides he's going to go visit his dad a few hours away. And he leaves me stranded with no car in a strange city, surrounded by boxes on a mattress on the floor. And I was the unreasonable one for expecting that he would like be there on the first day. And it was just like so sad. (laughs) That is. And that's a horrible response on his part as well. Yeah. It's like, wow. Um, I can understand how that would be really hard to get over. Yeah, exactly. And it's the type of thing like, you know, like I dated him for months and months and months after that. Like, yeah, that wasn't oh, even I know, a girl. breaking point. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, wow, I feel like shit. <laughs> this is terrible. But like, it must be me. It must be my fault. So, you know, um, I sucked it up because he was very convincing um, mm-hmm. about why I was being the unreasonable one, you know. And so like long term, He's the only ex that I talk shit about on here because, <laughs> like, I just – it's 10 years later and I yeah. hate him. Like, I dislike mm. him. I don't forgive him for what he did. I think he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you. But I did get over him, mm-hmm. which is important, getting over him, getting over them anyone who has treated you in a way that you feel like you can't get over, you can get over them, even if you never get over the way that they treated you. Mm -hmm. So I don't really care about being the bigger person, taking the high road or being right, proving that I'm right. Like Mm -hmm. I care about you being able to move on with your life in a healthy way and let go of that connection. And so with that breakup, using my anger and the like absolute disbelief that he could treat me that way helped me never take him back because it was hard. He was very convincing, but Mm -hmm. my anger gave me strength. And that's something that we've talked more in depth about on the forgiveness episode. Number 87 is about how you don't need to forgive to move on. You don't need to forgive to forget. Like, you know, you can so, choose to if that, you know, but we, yeah, don't preach that you must the way that a lot of people do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can feel vindicated, validated, all of mm-hmm. that. So I never got over he treated how he treated me, but the urge to explain it to him did not last very long because yeah. I saw very quickly like how pointless that effort was. Um, <laughs> and so just like, <laughs> For anyone out there who's, like, feeling like they have to explain to their ex, like, what Mm. they did, any person who claims to not realize that the way they acted or treated you was not okay, any person like that is not going to suddenly be receptive to feedback after the relationship ends. Yeah. They couldn't do it in the relationship. They're definitely not going to do it after the relationship ends. Yeah. 
And it's also, I mean, it's such a red flag and something to look for when you're dating someone is if you have a conflict and you, you know, try to talk to them. If they, yeah, if they try to act like they didn't do anything wrong or they don't understand it or that your yeah. response is wrong. And yeah, you know, keep your eyes up for that. Um, that happened in my marriage a lot. I know my ex-husband would be like, you know, I'm not going to apologize. You know, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous but he would be like it's not my fault you're upset <laughs> you know like oh even God. when you're you know like trying to very you know constructively let him know you know why what he did was inappropriate um yeah, yeah it's a bad sign so and um I you know this is one of the stories I was going to tell um and by the way everyone we Claire and I actually wrote these things out separately and I you know I think that we both you know found it I found it to be a bit therapeutic yeah. um so just a little you know tip if you're struggling to get over you know writing out the story might um help you um so two things really stood out to me as far as things that I thought I would never get over and the first did have to do with my marriage we as everyone knows, got married young, grew apart. He, with like each passing year, his temper got worse and worse. Like mm. as, you know, he got older and it was just to the point where he was like completely unpredictable. You had, I had no idea, you know, what was going to set him off. Just having a casual conversation about something could, you know, send him not talking to me for days. <sighs> and it was so awful. I'm so glad <laughs> actually that we got divorced. Um, and one one thing that really stood out to me as far as something that was so hurtful is something I've thought about sharing on the show and then just been like, no, that's too, <laughs> you know, too much. But basically, long story short, he got really mad at me one night because I had said that I didn't like the food at the restaurant where his friend was bartending. And he thought that that was disrespectful. And, mm. you know, just stop talking to me was furious. And we kind of like weren't getting along after this for I don't know, a couple weeks and he just would not forgive me. And um, I found out that his mom and sister were in town from Arizona and we are visit and we are living in New York. Like one day he gets up to go to work and he just like casually mentions it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, don't you want me to go with you? And he's like, nope. And I, I'm just like absolutely shocked. And, you know, it was mm -hmm. just like every day was just something new. And so he came home that night and I'm like, did they like ask where I was? And he just full on was like, oh, you know, I let them know that you were having, you know, you know, mental problems and that they were getting in the way of our relationship and that, um, you know, just basically that you, you know, were refusing to get help. <laughs> I'm oh like, you said God. this to your mom and sister. And he's like, yeah you know, just like all casual. And I'm just like, this is where, you know, you're being gaslit because I was like, what are you actually talking about? Where did you get this? You know, like we're having a fight. Like it just, I was just humiliated. Um, yeah. especially because I had invested so much into just my husband's life and happiness and, you know, even his career and just to have the relationship just end up with all this stonewalling and gaslighting and public humiliation. And um, it, yeah, it really, really got, it really still makes me sad for myself. Um, 
And then, of course, not to mention that we did get back together for a short period of time. And he treated me even worse that time around. I don't know what I was thinking, except that it was just really hard for me to recover from getting divorced and being with him was just comfortable. Anyways, I actually ended up feeling like a little bit used by him the second time that we got together. Um, And it was really hard to put it behind me. And I told my friends that I would never get over it um, because it just hurts so bad. Um, And I don't know, I wasn't perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, especially early in the relationship that I think led to some of these patterns. But I didn't feel like it was just this mutually unhealthy situation in the end. I really felt like he was going out of his way to hurt me. Um, and if I dwell on it, it still does hurt a little. Yeah. Um, and then of course I was, I did struggle to, to get over, you know, leaving an abusive relationship. Um, and this was, you know, it was really hard to be in a relationship with an actual narcissist because they're, you know, completely incapable of, you know, understanding that their actions have consequences, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he lied to me, put his hands on me. Um, you know, I still tried to help him over and over and over again. I forgave him. I made excuses for his bad behavior. Um, and I lived in a foreign country completely alone to support him through rehab. I went to visit him every single weekend. I just, I made my life, you know, yeah. to help him. And every time that I would leave, he would get set off, and I would receive threats. I would receive really long messages about how I had never been there for him, (laughs) which it's just absolutely absurd, and it hurts so, so much. And in fact, it still hurts a little bit to think that that's what someone would say to you after you've gone out of their way to, you know, help them. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So I... I'm fully admitting that it took me a really long time to get over both of these relationships. Um, You know, there was a big part of me that for a really long time felt really unlovable. And of course, this is compounded by the fact that, you know, I don't have a very loving or supportive family. (laughs) Um, My divorce was really hard in that regard. Um, I, you know, I, they didn't really support me very much. They didn't, you know, really want to spend time for me. I would say that they didn't really have my back. Um, But I will say that what really helped with leaving the marriage was leaning on my friends. At the time, I had a really great support network. I stayed busy. I worked on projects. I worked on myself. And I did get over it. Mm -hmm. And seriously, I didn't think that I'd get over it as quickly as I did, certainly, if at all. And I really stumbled a lot after leaving my abuser. So I want anyone to know who's leaving an abusive situation that it really did stay with me for a long time. He was completely irrational. Um, I did leave after an assault in which law enforcement was involved. And after leaving, coming back to America, I started getting messages from him with all of these articles about alienation of affection and he was saying that the reason he laid his hands on me was because I had like driven him to it <laughs> because I wouldn't have sex with them the day before. Oh my and God. so it's, and these things, I, I knew it was irrational, but still it gets in your head. Yeah. So it took me a, a really long time to, to let it go because it was just so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So in the end though, I want everyone to know, I know that I am lovable I know that I have a lot to offer others. I know that 
there are things that I can do differently in the future to prevent similar heartache. And I know that both men were incapable of giving me the type of partnership that I'm worthy of. And I know that it has nothing to do with me that they mistreated me. I know that it's not a reflection of me at all. And I have completely let go and moved on from both situations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can probably tell how we feel about this subject. We're (laughs) like, yeah, stand, you know, stand in your power and Mm -hmm. like, uh, and, and don't change your mind about some treatment being unacceptable for you, you know? But, and I also, and also I think that if it can happen, if Claire and I can be in such unhealthy situations, I know that it can happen to, to anyone, anyone, and you can also get over it. So it's hard for us to talk about these things because it is kind of mind blowing that (laughs) we went through them, especially considering where we are now, but it's also important that people know it can, you know, can happen to anyone. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean you're weak or stupid. Yes, absolutely. In fact, a lot of times abusive people will pick the strongest to try and get in relationships with and tear down. So, Yuck. (laughs) Ew. Um, Okay, so you might have intense feelings about either the treatment during the relationship or and the treatment during the breakup. So if you're, if you're specifically thinking about how they treated you during the relationship and that is what you're having trouble getting over, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about that. So one common question we've gotten is if one needs to communicate how badly their ex hurt them in Mm -hmm. order to get closure. So, Mm -hmm. um, listen to all of our closure episodes if you're Mm -hmm. struggling with that feeling of closure but basically like I alluded to it earlier like this person was not receptive to hearing your feedback during the relationship clearly because you know things fell apart you're now broken up they're not going to be receptive after the relationship too like They could be a terrible person and incapable of realizing they've made mistakes, or they could be on their own healing journey, in which case they have to come to their own conclusions in their own time. Hearing these things from an ex, it's not going to help you and it's not going to help them. I, I don't think that you're the person that can deliver these messages. Um, hopefully they have other honest, insightful people in their life who could be that truth speaker. Um, maybe they'll come to those conclusions on their own, but they may come to their own conclusions that you actually didn't even consider and that were important for their healing journey, you know? So you just like delivering that message is not required to find closure. You're the only person who can give that to yourself. Even if you told them and they had the exact response you were hoping for, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now it would not be enough. Like somehow, because I've, I've had that too, where it's like, I've said the thing that I felt that I had to say, and I got the response, exact words that I always wanted to hear. And Mm -hmm. it just it felt empty. It felt hollow. It wasn't enough. 
Yeah. Well, because this um, person I, yeah. isn't the one who is go- is going to, you know, emotionally support you right now, now that you're broken up. And so I think that I could see that it would feel quite, quite hollow. Yeah. And just like, what was that for kind of, and also I don't, you won't get the satisfaction because they're not your, your person anymore. And also because the strongest thing that you can do is to, you know, start relying on yourself for that type of support and satisfaction and validation, you know, continuing to think that this person is going to, you know, look after your emotional needs is, you know, staying looking backwards instead of looking forwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, only you can write the ending to the relationship. And so, yep, giving yourself closure, I think, is really the most satisfying thing that you can do. And walking away, you know, especially if you feel like someone mistreated you, you know, why are you going to continue to look to them for support? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If they're the one hurting you, how can they heal you? (laughs) And really, depending on the situation, so we're talking about getting over a bad relationship. And if it was a bad relationship and someone treated you poorly during the relationship, this is very likely a person that is not capable or doesn't want to be self-reflective. And so anything that you tell them once the relationship is over is probably not going to be something that they're willing or even able to hear. Yeah, exactly. So, so we do not think that you need to let them know. <laughs> yeah, do not do not tell them. You're good. No contact. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So some new thoughts to consider in place of this one is how someone treats you is a reflection on them, not on you. Yep. So, you know, just leave them with their own reflection yeah. You do not have to like tell them anything. Yeah. You can. Also- I mean, I thought I thought this after both relationships, especially with my husband, because you know we had been together for so long, and it did make me think. You know, like why is he doing this? You know, what does it say about me? You know, how can he? You know, treat me like this? Like, what have I done to deserve it? And it, I mean, yeah. the reason why I split up with him in the end was because I did get to the point where I realized that it's not me. You know, I was someone, I had gotten to a place where I I wanted to be on my personal growth journey. And it became easy for me to see that we were on two separate paths. And that personal development was not something that he valued. And I, you know, which is probably one of the reasons that he started getting so hostile is, you know, I was going in a different direction than him. Yeah, yeah. You can also use these experiences as a way to inspire you to want better for yourself. You're like, Mm -hmm. cool, I've now experienced one way I don't ever want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, So like use that to inspire your, you know, your future relationships. Yep. Um, So I put this in here. Um, I think that some people struggle with not with judging themselves because they didn't see the red flags or they didn't act upon the red flags. And I, you know, I just want to let everyone know, don't don't, you know, judge yourself. And yeah, yeah, it happens. Like we have to have experiences in order to learn. It's not like we just like come out of the womb and we're mm-hmm. like, that's a red flag. Yes. Like we don't know it until we experience well, it a yeah. lot of the time. And get getting to know someone is where you, you know, start to see the red flags. How can you, you know, you can never be in a relationship unless you spend time getting to know someone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then also you re- get into relationships because they feel so good in the beginning. 
And so, of course, you're going to ignore some red flags because, you know, it's feeling great to to be with this person. So, yep, you don't need to, you know, judge yourself. And, you know, likewise, feeling that maybe the relationship was a waste of time or that the time that you spent in the relationship was wasted. And again, try not to dwell too much here. Um, There is something to learn from every relationship. And, you know, especially the bad ones. So take advantage of the opportunity by learning what you want in the future and how you will go about getting it. And check out episode 56, Was It a Waste of Time? That feels early, though. I guess 56. I don't know if that is so early. (laughs) It feels like ages ago. That's actually a great episode. I think that it will give you um, a lot of comfort if you're struggling with that. Yeah, I think so. Um, Another thing that we've heard is um, there's this feeling of not being able to get over how long you stayed, knowing Mm -hmm. that you stayed in it for so long or too long. So if this is you, don't beat yourself up for staying in a relationship past its expiration date. It often takes a lot of data collection to decide whether or not to stay in a relationship. So make it make things easier on yourself by giving yourself grace and love for having to go through that phase of like, I don't know about this, but like, let's wait and see because yeah. you, you had to collect data. You had to know that you were making the right decision and you know, that is not wasted time. That is not you being at fault for something in the future. If you see any of those data points again, you can cut and run as yeah. soon as you want. Um, but for this one, that's what you had to do at the time. So don't beat yourself up about it. And also realize not everyone has the skills and ability needed to be in a healthy relationship. Um, So like if you happen to have dated one of those people who just Mm. isn't capable of that right now, that it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you can walk away from someone who hasn't made this investment in themselves and that that walking away is actually a mature and healthy thing to do. And that, you know, that person in some way was choosing to remain in that place of not being capable. Yes. Um, a thousand percent. I think some, yeah. some people will give the person there with sympathy for not, ha- you know, having the ability to show up for them. And you know what? It's still a choice. It's still a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing, you're here, you're listening to a podcast on how to do breakups better, basically. Uh, Like the information is out there. You've heard of attachment styles. Like if someone has, you know, a bad start in life and doesn't get the right lessons from their parents and they use that as an excuse for the rest of their lives, that's actually not acceptable because the information is out there. There's therapy available for people. There are financial assistance programs where you can get access to this information. There's so Mm -hmm. much stuff free online. Like, to a certain extent, like this is someone actively choosing not to change and choosing yes. not to get better, even though it's negatively impacting you. So yep. Love cut, it. cut them loose. Yes. Yep. <laughs> 
so what if you are struggling with how they treated you during the breakup? So what Claire and I are doing is differentiating between the relationship and how things went down during the breakup. Breakups can get super ugly. (laughs) I know this from experience. Mm -hmm. Even when the relationship didn't give any indication that the breakup would get so nasty. And I'm trying to think if I had a bad breakup and not a bad relationship. Um, Possibly. I don't want to think about it too much. But (laughs) Um, So some thoughts to consider if this is really ringing true to you. Breakups bring out the worst in people. Okay. So even if, you know, the relationship just wasn't working, but you hadn't seen this, you know, monstrous side of someone, it's going to come out during the breakup. So, you know, I think sometimes just that can give you peace. You know, it's not you. It's just, I mean, of all the situations that can trigger someone, this is, this is going to be it. I love this point that Claire um, put in our little outline. Take it as a sign that this was not a person you'd want to face hard times with. Mm. If someone turns into a monster because they're stressed about a breakup, I mean, look, they weren't going to probably be capable of dealing with a lot of other stressful life situations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the same time, a breakup isn't an excuse for poor behavior, and you are still allowed to be hurt. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like we don't, um, I don't think we have someone calmly saying, you know, I feel hurt by this situation and Mm -hmm. we shouldn't talk anymore. That's not someone's worst side. That's someone who's like dealing with a breakup, like honestly, quite gracefully. Um, Mm -hmm. So yes, they're allowed to be hurt, but no one is allowed to like lash out at you and be the worst version of themselves during a breakup, but it's very common. And so, you know, I've done things during a breakup that I look back and I'm just like, God, like that. Yeah. Who was that? Because it's triggering and it's hurtful. And um, I mean, I would like to think I would handle things a lot better today, but yeah, I, and you know what? And I did things that I absolutely should not have done. And yeah, yeah, it's not an excuse. Yeah, exactly. And leave that person's healing and growth and dealing with how they acted. Mm-hmm. Leave it to them. Do not try to, you know, explain, Yeah, you, you know, like Janice, what you mm-hmm. did was bad during that yeah. breakup. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You know, let them be on their own uh, self-growth journey. A thousand percent of something to keep in mind. Uh, you would probably be very well served to process this poor behavior and mistreatment can stick with a person for a long time and that can then reappear in new relationships so it's really important to process what took place i can relate to this you know when my abuser was sending me all of these horrible messages after i left it was really hard and i did need to process it and i did i did a ton of journaling really really helped um i did five rhythms dancing which we'll talk about um and i i got it out of my system it still did you know appear when I tried to date <laughs> again in Melbourne, <laughs> I noticed that I, I felt, you know, triggered very easily by feeling controlled yeah. by a man and mm-hmm. that, you know, I, it 
it made me feel really scared and trapped even when it wasn't you know that person's intent so it's yeah. you know good to good to get this out and yeah. of course if you feel mistreated during the breakup or the relationship it's really important to walk away fully if someone's lashing yes. out and being crazy during your breakup you know what start walking in the other direction Go no contact right. and get this person out of your life. You don't need that shit. Or run. Or yes. run. Um, so what now? What now? Number one, give yourself time to actually feel the emotions of what you went through. This is what Janice was talking about, processing. We know that time is not the only ingredient to post. Oh, I love this line. Sorry, oh. let me restart. We know that time is not the only ingredient for a post-breakup healing cocktail, but it is an important one. (laughs) Awesome. Love it. It's true, too. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have to make like a social graphic for like a mixed drink, like half a dash of time and a little bit of journaling, a little bit of (laughs) self-care. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're listening and you're feeling all of the feels right now, I encourage you to not try to force a shortcut. Mm -hmm. Like we're not here to sell you snake oil and tell you that we can get you feeling better tomorrow. We cannot. Um, that's not something we can do. It's not something we would want for you either. Like you have to feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to just put out a little plug for our coaching because this is a big part of what we do is helping people through these emotions and processing them and eventually releasing them. Exactly. Yeah. When it's, when they're ready, releasing them. So feeling all the feelings of betrayal, confusion, anger, sadness, lack of confidence, shock, all of that is exactly the right thing to be doing right now. So know that it's okay to get angry if that's coming up for you. Mm. Some ways to process that anger is like talk therapy. You can write a letter that you never send to your ex. What I never got to tell you was journal exercise. I feel hurt because you can dance, just like really move it through Mm. your body. I'm a huge fan of that. Also recommend clearing your space of like any reminders of them, anything that reminds you of them, get it out of your space, at least put it in the closet so yeah. that you're not like triggered all the time. Mm-hmm. I um, think that's great for anger because you're physically like doing something. Right. So you're kind of like moving it through. And you know what? Yes. Who knows? You'll Maybe you will find something that you feel is appropriate to throw away or rip up and <laughs> yeah but either either yeah. way actually physically clearing the space I think can can help with yeah with, with anger specifically I think one of our very very early episodes um breakup rituals yep is a great source for that I talk about one thing that I did is I threw dumpster fires key off of the side of a mountain and like a total breakup ritual it Mm -hmm. was a great moment and yeah yeah I actually put this for I think it's really good if you feel maybe not anger but just broken hearted which is a you know much different emotion but uh it's so painful um rituals are great for that and Claire that is episode 29 let's talk rituals everyone go check it out rituals Mm -hmm. Ooh. 
Yeah. So, you know, make sure that you're remaining in or restarting activities that highlight your amazing qualities, like your hobbies, um, journaling exercise you could use is I am an amazing partner because you can, you know, make sure you've got like an exercise routine that actually makes Mm -hmm. you feel good. That is like something you enjoy. You're not punishing yourself with Mm -hmm. exercise. You're moving your body because it's like a celebration of having a body that will move. It's a great thing. So yeah, rituals, gratitude journal. So good. I think uh, exercise is really good for feeling brokenhearted because you really need, you know, like some endorphins to get past that feeling. And so I think that could ultimately be a game changer. Has been for me. So what Mm. now? Setting boundaries. This is the time to make sure that you insist on no contact. I mean, people, if you're struggling with how they treated you, get them out of there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A conversation with this person is not necessary. It is not immature to go no contact. It is self-care. It does not matter what this person thinks. What matters is that you are taking care of your mental health and giving yourself the space you need to heal. Block their number, delete them, block them on social media, clear out your house of things that remind you of them. And for more information on no contact, check out episode 101 and 102. I love that those are the two. I mean, we have another episode on no contact too, but like no contact Mm -hmm. 101. How cool is that? That it worked (laughs) out that way. We actually didn't plan that. So no, not at all. And I just realized that, you know, it's 101 and 102. And I believe that no contact is 002. (laughs) I think it was uh, X-Files episode two. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we were like, we have to do this first thing. Um, Yes. And please forgive the sound quality if anyone goes back and listens. Yeah. They were actually recorded in 2020. We launched in 2021, but the Mm -hmm. first three episodes were recorded in like December 2020. So fun yeah that was fun (laughs) fun x-files fact i love it fun x-files fact the only the real fans know um so (laughs) next prioritize your support network so make sure you're spending time with people who care about you and who want the best for you so fill up some of the time that you spent with your ex with other social relationships and that will give you a leg up on your healing yes I mean, be selective of who these people are. If you have someone in your life who is a great friend and who makes you feel good, yeah, lean on them. You want to be around someone who is not mistreating you. (laughs) Oh my God. But do (laughs) what a concept. Yeah, Yeah, but be selective. You know, I um, think I've told this story a couple of times. After I broke up with Laundry Boy, we were, you know, meant to, me and my, my friend had also gone through a breakup and we were meant to have a bonfire. And she invited someone who made some comment about if we were just going to talk about boys all night, but in a way of like, oh, is, you know, is that what you're going to do? And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not coming over. No, this is not what I need to right yeah. now. My friend who had planned it, yes, was very supportive. But I, I just thought if this is the energy that this other person is bringing, no. And so I chose not to 
not to go and I didn't. So just, yeah, do really think it through because you know what? Sometimes spending time with some people does more harm than good, which I also know. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think we talk about this in our how to ask for help episode um number 13 wow we are on a roll citing all these episodes um (laughs) but specifically we talked about how um there are some friends who are like maybe this is your party friend so when you want to forget about it and not talk about it and go Mm -hmm. out on the town that's your friend that you go to but you know that she's not going to be good for having a deep conversation about what you deserve in the future. That's not the right friend to go to for that. Mm -hmm. You go to a different friend for that. And you just kind of know, hey, this is how this person will naturally be able to support me. And uh, like putting yourself in a good situation where you're not asking someone to be something that they they really yeah. can't be for you, mm-hmm. even though, yeah, totally. They want the best for you and they want you to be happy. It's just, they're not the deep conversation girly. They're the go out girly. <laughs> you yes. know? And I think people know, I have a friend, actually, Christine from 50 shades of bullshit who Ooh. loves talking, you know, girl talk. And I know that if I call her, you know, she will stop what she's doing and just like have the most meaningful conversation with you. And, you know, and not everyone it, you know, is like that. And you, you know who these people are. So, and if you're broken hearted and feeling really bad about how someone mistreated you, yeah, maybe it's not your party friend that, you know, you don't really connect deeply with on in that way that you, you know, going around right now. So what else care for yourself? Like you are the most important person in your life. Yes. This is really the time for self care. If you've been spending lots of time with someone who, did not necessarily, you know, respect you or your feelings. Now is the time to really love yourself up. So journal, return to the things you used to love doing as a kid. That's amazing. I love that. Try hobbies that you haven't had enough time for or that, oh, that you came up with an excuse for why you couldn't do. A lot of times we neglect these aspects of ourselves when we're in a relationship, especially if it was a relatively new relationship. Yeah. Um, and why, why wouldn't you, you know, you're focused on, you know, something, something else and something else that's very meaningful, but yep, come back to it. This is the time to reintroduce, reintroduce yourself to yourself and this is going to be so expansive and transformative yeah see how you've changed over the years you know you're pretty cool I think you'll enjoy your own company once you lean into the discomfort of being alone yes we have talked about this a lot on x-files there's you know lots of resources in various episodes and you know, being alone and giving yourself everything is going to be a game changer right now, especially if you left a bad relationship or had a bad breakup. Caring for yourself might mean establishing a consistent morning routine, like we talked about in episode 108, going back to school, moving, just please think it through, starting a home (laughs) yoga practice, love it, walking daily or getting an early night. Yes. All right. So, yes. Oh, we also have a self-care for breakups episode. Ooh, I'm scrolling. It's not coming up. Um, you know what? Everyone, we will link it in the sh- in the show notes, but definitely prioritize that right now. 
And I just want to say, just make sure also that you are taking responsibility for future relationships and letting it go eventually. You know, you do want to get to the point where you're not sitting in, you know, blaming mode. And when you are saying that this is, you know, behind you. And you'll yeah. get to that point in in time. But when we have bad relationships and bad breakups, it is really empowering to eventually say, okay, next time I'm going to do this, or these were the red flags that I saw and that I will not ignore next time. Um, You know, you can or cannot forgive, like we said. And yeah, think about what you're taking into your next relationship. And you know what? Maybe write down what you learned from such a bad experience. Yeah. That could be, you know, a powerful part of your processing. Definitely. And finally, ask for support. So ask what you ask for what you need from your family and friends. Ask them to not bring up your ex. This could be as simple as asking if you can come watch a movie and not talk about things at all, if that's what you need. If you lost touch with people during your relationship, reach out. Most people will understand that we can sometimes lose ourselves in relationships or be purposely isolated by our exes. So chances are your friends will understand and be supportive, even if it's been a while since you've come around. Yeah. And And if they aren't, they're not your people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And this may also be the time to get support from a coach like me or Janice or a therapist. You know, we are not meant to do this stuff alone. Ask for help. Ask for help. You're doing a great thing already by listening to this episode. The fact that you would go out and seek this type of content, you know, says a lot about the type of person you are. It says a lot about your ability to put this behind you. And we know mm-hmm. that you that you will. So good yeah. luck out there. We really hope that this episode gives you the reassurance that you're not alone and that these feelings will pass. All right. If you need more support around this topic, please do, do DM us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast to get more information, more information about our coaching <laughs> offerings. We love working one-on-one with people and we are extremely confident that it will help. So that's what we're here for. Yes. Awesome. So with that, we will talk to your ears next week. Bye. Bye everyone. Good luck. Thank you for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about breakup coaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast. We have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups, broken hearts, and moving on journeys. Each day, we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week. 
but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. We would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. 